And welcome back to the Orlando Soccer Show, everyone. Here to talk about the DC United game as well as the Tigres second leg. Get ready for a very fun and interesting show. My name is Austin David, here with Gavin Eubank and Kyle Foley. And, first time in, oh man, I don't even know how long, uh, it's Mike Gramajo joining us today. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for hey, having Mike. me, guys. Yeah, it's been a long yeah, time. Making a little cameo. It's been a long time. I felt uh, it was the right time to jump on the show and and talk some city soccer uh, with you guys and the, and the fellow listeners that we have. Yeah, we've been getting our DMs flooded for uh, appearance from you. So it's, <laughs> we're very excited to have you, and I'm sure the listeners at home are also excited to hear you. Oh, boy. No pressure then. It's just this, just the season of everybody coming back. Brent's back. Mike's back around. Yeah, we've like this. This has been a fascinating season so far. The season of giving. And speaking of giving, uh, Orlando City. How am I doing this transition? I guess they gave it their all against <laughs> DC United, but came up short. One-one uh, draw. That's fair. Did the transition yeah. about as well as that game went on the field? Yeah. It, it was. It was expected because if you think about it Orlando City is thinking ahead they they've got their game on Wednesday against Tigres which we'll get into in a little bit but when you have that important game coming up and Oscar rotates the lineup a bit you're you're not going to get that full flow of a team especially when you saw the second half at Tigres it was actually a, a very good performance from Orlando City at Tigres in the first leg. Um, I remember Robin Janssen said like that, we looked more like Orlando City in that second half. And then, of course, they switched things up in the lineup, go with a three-back, kind of what they did in preseason a little bit, and it didn't flow as well. And that's okay, because their sights are set higher. You know, it's just a league game at DC United who are still struggling to try and find their form. They're bringing in a lot of different players now with Rain, Wayne Rooney as charge. But Duncan Maguire scores. You know, that that was great for him, great for his confidence. First game, first goal. I think he's like one of four other Orlando City players to score on their, their debut, including Kaká, Daryl DK, and one Stefano Pino. Remembering some guys. But <laughs> Uh, all, all things considered, it was a fine result for Orlando City based on the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I mean, like you said, and, and we've mentioned this pretty much on on, on the last several shows, I mean, this team is in CONCACAF Champions League mode right now. I mean, everything else is tuned out. Obviously, you know, you have to show up and play the game and play the opponent that's in front of you, and that's what they did. Um, and, and, you know, and now all focus after those 90 minutes has shifted completely back to Tigres where they come into Orlando and, you know, they have with one hand almost on, on advancing there. But I mean, like you said, it, it's been a struggle to the point that we've seen four different games, four different starting lineups. I mean, and every lineup is five or six changes different than the last one. So, I mean, when you just talk about basic consistency, like the players being able to get, Obviously, they train together every day, so they know how to play with each other, but doing it in a game is different. And when you're doing it at this level, at that intensity that you only get to do 
one day a week, you know, one or two days a week, 90 minutes at a time. It's hard, and and we're seeing that play out. But, you know, like you said, some good performances. Duncan, obviously, getting the first start, his first goal. You know, one of the things I asked him after the game was, did he, did he expect that to happen? And he said, yeah, I you know, I woke up and I was feeling pretty good. I said, I felt like I was going to score today. And sure enough, he goes out there and he does. It's usually yeah, a- not much... I was gonna say that's usually the feeling that you usually you hear from players. I remember Techo Akindele last season, um, and I'm pretty sure Austin remembers this. But it was a a moment where Techo wasn't scoring. He went in a little bit of a drought last year. Um, he got loaned out to OCB, played a game. I think he scored a goal or two in that. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he came back into MLS regular season play, scored and. He, he said it post-game during that game. I can't remember who he scored against, but I remember him just saying that he had a good feeling about going into tonight's game, that he was going to score. So, I mean, obviously there's there's something going on in training that's making these players feel confident, um, albeit these huge roster rotations that we're, we're seeing since the start of the season. Um, but like as Austin said, right now it's it's few, it's pure Champions League mode right now. It's, the, you, you, you know, the, you haven't seen consistent rosters, but when you look at, how they were able to compete against Tigres compared to the other MLS teams. Obviously, you can definitely see the focus, or at least the team's focus, is on advancing and then obviously reprioritizing um, the competitions that they have on deck. Yeah, and I remember uh, you asked Oscar something, and I think he said something back to you in regards of like the rotation. And he said something along the lines of, like, nobody likes to be benched. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's just kind of the way things are. Yeah, I mean, I I, I had an interesting article. Uh, I know I, I, we were the soccer journal, but I'm plugging in the Sentinel because I wrote something for the Sentinel earlier today. Um, regarding that, obviously, it's it's the way Oscar's managing this team. He's obviously handling. Uh, I mean, who would have thought early this season that he was going to be tasked with this type of roster rotation? But obviously, he he has to change his approach for each game. We've seen that already with. Uh, what was that? Uh, how many times uh, uh, Gavin already hit it? That the f- five times that they've already had to. We've seen different types of lineups uh, the, during these last games. So he he definitely has to manage the approach of the game. He's handling the emotions and passions from the players that normally play consistently. Facundo Torres, cough cough. Obviously hasn't. I think he's only seen ninety minutes. Uh, it was at Tigres game, but he has he hasn't really played collectively with Martino Heda and and Urchankara. But he's also now on top of that, and he, he needs to instill a, a collective mindset uh, within the team. And I'm pretty sure that's the type of message that he's relaying to the team. Like, hey, this is right now early the season. Obviously, yes, we all want to play a certain amount of minutes. But right now it's Champions League mode. You know, if, if we if we get ousted out of Champions League, we focus on, on MLS regular season play. And then obviously once the league breaks for the summer for the League's Cup, that's another animal that the team needs to take on uh, against. So it's an interesting task that Oscar has early this season uh, on managing that because, you know, you're rotating your squads. You're going to be dealing with emotions, passions from players, players that normally want to play full 90s. Uh, was it the Cincinnati game where where Facundo Torres came out at halftime or was that in the 16th? Man, I'm not sure, but Oscar would, hinted, it, hinted it back then that, Faku wasn't that happy that he had to come out of that game. And, you know, Oscar had to reassure him, like, hey, we have a Tigres game in Mexico. I need you well rested, and I need you to be fully fit for that game. 
Um, he played the full 90 against Tigres, if I'm correct. And then, obviously, the DC United game, he didn't get the full 90 because, guess what? Tigres is coming to Orlando now. So, um, it's just a matter of managing that. Um, obviously, you're you're going to definitely see a lot of players that show different type of emotion. Um, Faku, obviously, he's your, your star player. You, you know, you, in a way fans and, and and i'm pretty sure oscar likes that he's like he's seeing this type of passion from his players especially like faku but um definitely an interesting 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 uh task that the oscar has um be um in front of him early this season um and it's gonna be interesting to see how he overcomes uh this because obviously um uh win, wins gets you farther and, and gets you closer to uh silverware which is something orlando's going for yeah, and this is something that we we saw them do with this last year when the Open Cup was coming around. I mean, even from their very first games, it was full prioritization of of winning the Open Cup. I mean, they weren't playing the rookies and the kids and whatnot of the reserves. They were putting out almost best choice lineups in those early games, especially, you know, obviously all the way through that. And and that's what this team, this, you know, Oscar, Luis, Muzi, like these guys, that's what they are here for. And, you know... The regular season be damned. Obviously, we know how almost meaningless the regular season is. And so when you have that ability to lose 10 games in a row and you're still very much in a playoff hunt, it gives you enough breathing room to put all of your chips on the table when it comes to CCL, uh, Open Cup. We're going to see Leagues Cup this year. I guarantee Orlando is going to be one of those teams that wants to win it as much as anybody. I mean... In, same thing's going to apply with Open Cup. Now, if they come to a point where they're looking at two of these tournaments at the same time, yeah, you're going to probably see them prioritize one over the other. But, I mean, that's that's what this team does. You know, they want to win the silverware, and they're going to, they're going to you know, do what they have to do. And Oscar, being the, the very veteran, smart coach that he is, is, you know, navigating it how he needs to. I don't know if you guys saw uh, in that DC United game, but the the – the, the death that Orlando had in that game. I mean, there was a moment for me and probably when the second half subs came in. Um, obviously, we knew the starting starting players weren't normally starter. You know, are, 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 weren't are, aren't your go-to starters um, for the season. But when you looked at the bench and then when you saw the players coming in, you saw Mauricio Pereira come into the second half. Uh, Martino Heida come into the second half. Cesar Araujo come, came, come into the second half. I don't know. I saw that and I was like, wow, Orlando has a... I mean, despite, obviously, n- n- not everyone playing in that DC United game for obvious reasons because you can't play your full game day ro- uh, lineup, right? But I don't know if you guys were able to see in that DC United game, like, when you saw these players come in, I'm like, wow, Orlando is kind of showcasing how deep it's... You know, how deep the roster is, obviously, against DC United. But I don't know if you guys were able to kind of see it at... at Oh, no, absolutely. I think it was really impressive to see just because we talked about this ad nauseum over the course of the preseason. It's like, wow, they're bringing in a really deep squad. Like they're going to have a lot of players playing a lot of minutes because they have so many competitions. And now they have the actual personnel to be able to do that. And, you know, Ivan Angulo is still technically on loan, but they had the option to purchase that in, in the summer window. But you still got Gaston Gonzalez, who's the up and coming U22 signing. And then you've got, you know, uh, Antonio Carlos is still hurt, but Abdi Salim is stepping up and being basically playing as your your third center back right now as a true rookie out of college. Um, you know he's 
I think we've talked about it before, where he's got a lot of flashes of very good and a lot of flashes of, okay, well, he's a rookie. And I think you saw that in the DC game where that that shot that Christian Benteke had, he just kind of misplayed the ball in, and Benteke ended up having a free shot on goal, but Galicia came up with the save. Uh, you see those kind of moments, but then you also see him just being really big and physical, especially defending a guy like Christian Benteke, who is a really big physical player. And I think Salim did a great job uh, just kind of keeping him at bay for a lot of the game. You know, he did come out halfway through for Robin Janssen. They kind of shorted up the defense a little bit more. But for that first 45 minutes, I thought Abdi did great. And again, that goes back to the depth that this team has because they were able to play a, a true rookie and not really feel like they, they lost too much in terms of the defense. We also did see Rafael Santos make his debut, which I saw. I, I, mm. I thought he, obviously for his first game and first time getting a foothold of MLS, uh, he had an okay game. Um, I think I would have loved to see him a little bit more involved in the attack. Uh, mm-hmm. It was weird because on the other end, you saw Juan play against his former team and he had a couple good crosses going into the area, and I was just kind of wondering, like, <laughs> <laughs> where were those crosses last year? Um, hmm. But in, 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 obviously, obviously, Wayne Rooney got to work on his crosses. <laughs> just worked with him. That that's got to be the answer, right? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was interesting because in that first half, Orlando's obviously playing a three back. They're really pushing Santos on the right, or Santos on the left. Ivan Angulo was playing on the right. And from where the press box is, like, you're pretty close to the field and you're pretty close to where the he would be pushing up. And there was a lot of times where he's basically on the line, maybe 15, 20 yards between him and the defender. And, he, you know, he's standing there ready for to make those runs, to get the balls in. And they just never really sent anything his way. So I was kind of surprised. I don't know if that was just tactical. It was just players not really, like, recognizing him out there. But I mean, he was he was in a lot of open space that where I would have expected to see him involved more. But yeah, it, it definitely was was waiting for those passes to come to him, and just you didn't see it. So one of the things we, we talked a lot about, like the depth from Orlando City, and obviously playing different lineups and mixing and matching pieces. The thing too that I've kind of taken away from seeing this is that even with all of that happening, we're seeing not not great play on the field necessarily some some individual moments where we're seeing things that we like and whatever but but the the more important thing i think is that like the results are that like a point on the road is fine like that's that's especially early in the season that's like a totally like yeah awesome we'll take that any day so i think i think that's the other thing with like you know talking about focusing on tigres focusing like last season focusing on the open cup but last season focusing on the open cup you know arguably had a pretty strong impact on position in the league table and i think this season what you're seeing with that added depth is oh there's guys clearly capable of filling these roles they're gonna have to get up to you know match fitness and they're gonna have to get that chemistry there built up but it's not just a hey we're plugging in pieces and just trying to make it through 90 minutes but it's like no like i think everybody watching that game against dc was disappointed that there weren't there weren't three points out of that and i think that's a huge step forward for the club you know, it helps too is is what has been maybe the biggest factor in getting these results this early, despite the lack of like consistency. Pedro Galese, he's back. He's back, baby. He's been absolutely tearing it up. I was honestly surprised he let up a goal in that DC game just based on the form he, he's been in. 
Uh, credit to Chris Durkin for that shot. I mean, oh, just kind of yeah. tailed away from him. There is you know, almost great, great you, goal. Yeah, you look at that; it's bending away from him. There's nothing Galese could do. I mean, he he has put the best effort he could to getting that, and it was just out of his reach. Yeah, but then you go back to that save that I was talking about on Benteke, and like, oh, I mean, God. the. Uh, there, there was just so many opportunities, not even in this DC United game, but in the game against Tigres. He had eight saves. I mean, yeah. it's just otherworldly performances, and he's really, he's really earning the money that he he really wanted uh, in yeah. the off season. And I think that that shows, like it, you know, when you go back to it, and you're like, okay, well, this, you know, that whole conversation of the um, extension and the new contract went on for a long period of time, but ultimately, I think it was worth it. Uh, tenfold at this point. I mean, in time. at what point so, yeah. do you? I mean, I mean, it's great and all that. Pedro is 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 doing all these saves. I mean, granted, I, I the, the those types of saves that he's doing, he's making this season. I mean, they're 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 highlight saves. There's no doubt about it. But at what point? And this is the question that I pro- propose right now uh, to to you guys. I mean, at what point does Oscar sit down with his group, especially? The defenders, and I'm not gonna put the back line because obviously, when you when you when you when you mention the back line, it's you know everyone says as a team we need to defend. So at what point does Oscar tell the team like, listen, we uh, it's great that uh, Pedro comes up with these saves, but we have to prevent these shots from taking place. I mean, at what point this season? Because obviously it it it, it could be a little bit of a a liability at this point because you're 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 relying way too much on Pedro. When you're def- you know, your players when they're def- when they're on the defensive end of the ball, they should be stopping these balls from either getting into the area before they get shot at or before they get shot at in in, in um in, just in general. That's yeah, but I mean, I, if I feel like that's a it's a conversation that I'm sure has already happened, although not in like a super urgent manner. I think it's something that they're aware of. At least I would hope they're aware of. But I think a lot of it comes down to, like we talked about earlier, it's a lot of mixing and matching lineups. It's a lot of, it's not not even always, because you mentioned not putting it all on the back line and, and things like that. It's not always going to come down to just the back line. Sometimes it comes down to the midfielders playing in front of them. And so when you're mixing and matching all of the pieces in all these games, you're not seeing the same players playing together over and over again with players who are also brand new to the team. You just inevitably, it you are going to have more errors you're going to have it's going to be a little more frantic at least in the beginning and so obviously it's really good that he's making these these saves now but for sure obviously they don't want this to be a thing where he's making highlight saves all season as someone who is a Manchester United supporter and has seen David De Gea win the player the team player of the season multiple years in a row those are also like some of the worst years for the club so um I have to imagine it's a conversation that's been happening, but I don't think we're anywhere near like panic mode in terms of like, oh, this is this is becoming a problem, which which I don't think is what you're saying. Um, but I think it's one of those like, yeah, I think I think they're definitely aware that man, it's great to have a goalkeeper that's capable of this. Let's not make him have to do that all the time. Yeah, and if you remember back to uh, like 16, 17, 18, when Joe Bendick was the starter and he was like always making these like highlight saves. But then you also look at the fact that he was facing like more saves in the league. He was facing more shots in the league than like almost anybody. And it's like, yeah, well, when you have to make 700 saves, quite a few of them are going to look good on paper, you know? Yeah. uh, Speaking of Joe Bendick, there might be a distinct possibility he plays in the game for Philly against Orlando because Andre Blake might be hurt. So, um, again, remembering some guys. 
Yeah, but after watching th- this last weekend, seeing a former Orlando City player actually do things well against Orlando, I'm like, mm, maybe I don't want to see former players right now. That's fair. Yeah, you know, it's... we'll see. We'll see. There's, there's still, you know, a whole week and a half before that game happens. So, anyways, let's take this opportunity to move on from the DC game and talk about the Champions League game. And I say the with the emphasis on the because this is it. Uh, it's 0-0 on aggregate heading into Orlando's home at Exploria Stadium. This is their opportunity to capitalize on a great performance on the road. And it's probably going to be a fairly packed house. Probably, I think, 23,000 tickets have been distributed thus far. And still a day before the actual game. So maybe sold out by game time. Uh, There's definitely going to be a strong contingent of Tigres supporters that will be traveling and will be filling the stadium whether it's in their own little section or if it's spread out across the stadium, it will be not as much of a home game as usual because simply because Tigres fans travel in insane ways. And it's going to be a challenge. Obviously, Tigres are coming into this game. They, they have the expectations. They have the pressure. Orlando is kind of riding a, a good result, and they're – They've got pressure to win at home and, you know, put on a good performance and and, and advance. So uh, definitely playing out for an interesting game. Yeah, so they uh, – a scoreless draw goes to penalties. A, they need to win, basically. If Tigres, because of the away goals, unfortunately, a draw means Tigres wins, you know, which would suck to see – to have that performance go, you know, they go to Tigres, they have that performance, and then they come home and Orlando City fans who are going to, you know, how, how many, imagine how many Orlando City fans are going to sit there after a 1-1 draw think like, oh, that was awesome. Wait, we lost? But, I mean, there there's certainly a lot of pressure going into this one. I mean, and as the home side, like you said, probably going to be a close to packed out stadium. And regardless, it's going to be a very loud stadium. Like, you know, the wall is going to bring it. You would think I, I'm excited because the the intensity is going to be so high. I'm excited for this one. I think this is probably I don't know. I mean, Orlando hasn't played a lot of big games in their time. I mean, most of it's all come over the last like two years, but this is definitely one of the most you know anticipated games I think that they've played in quite a bit. You would think. So here's my my bad. Oh, go ahead. No, no. I was gonna say you you would think just given how uh, how pressing the Mexican media is. Tigers is facing some pressure going into this game. They they believe oh, that yeah. they lost last weekend against Amer- uh, America, um, a rival. Um, they obviously the new coach is already feeling it. Um, Guignac is, from what my understanding, is not traveling. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's a big advantage to Orlando right there because he was like the most of the attack for them. Oh man, he was just lighting up uh, those yeah. shots and obviously go. Gale- Gilles is gonna have to have another game, <laughs> another big game. Yeah. I mean, I can see Austin and I and, and you guys already tweeting. Uh, uh, Gilles has saved again. I mean, it's <laughs> it's bound to happen. That obviously the form he's in, and I'm pretty sure he's gonna have to put in another strong shift. But I mean, if Tigers is facing that pressure, just imagine they're gonna come out there with with you know firing from all cylinders. Um, and Orlando's gonna have to take in those hits and hit them on the counter. They they, they, they did that last week in Mexico. I, they weren't really effective. 
they're gonna have to be really effective tomorrow night, Wednesday night. That's for sure. Um, but you know, good crowd on a Wednesday night, champions. Uh, I, I, I think that's that that's gonna be really dope to see. Yeah, I mean, and you say like the pressure. I mean, just think about it too from their end. I mean, next to LAFC, they're probably like the favorite to win this tournament and so for them to go out in the first round to in a side like orlando city that is considerably smaller i can i can only imagine what that would do to the psyche of those players heading into this one well gavin 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 i know you just didn't call orlando city a small club no 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 no. we are massive orlando's massive there you go just 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 gotta make sure gotta make sure so you kind of talked about the pressure, especially from the Mexican media and things like that. That's where my worry comes in because you look at this game and basically what you've got is you've got a team like Orlando, which has nothing to lose, right? There's no, if Orlando lose, really, I would say regardless of result, obviously if there's some like record breaking loss, I think that would be a problem. But I think barring anything completely beyond the pale, I don't think that there's a way Orlando city fans come away from this and go, you know, this is a this is a negative reflection on the team. Whereas for Tigres, even going to penalties is like a how how could we have had to do this against a team like this? Like, what the hell? So I think there's a there's a lot of extra pressure being put on Tigres in this, being one of the tournament favorites and just being a team historically that's been very good and that's had a lot of pressure on them. Whereas Orlando City, obviously winning um, their first MLS era trophy. Last season, I think it's it's very clear that Orlando fans and Orlando City as an organization feel like they're they're on the up, but still there's still plenty of ways to go. Whereas Tigres feel like they're there, and there's no there's no hey we need time or we're taking time or you know there's development all that. It's, so there's a very different standard, and I think that becomes hard because on the one hand, a team that has nothing to lose can have an advantage because they can they can just go for it they're not trying to be hesitant they're not trying to be cute with what they're doing they're just playing the game because they're playing the game but i think when you come up against a team like tigres who has everything to lose and is as talented of of a team as they are i think it's going to be listen it has the potential to be one of the best orlando city games that we've watched as long as both teams show up in the way that we think they they're capable of but are we going to see the best Orlando City? Are we going to see things firing on all, all cylinders? Are we going to s- still see it's early season and things are still trying to gel? You talk about the game in Mexico, and there were a lot of opportunities on the counter that that couldn't be converted. And I think if you can't be clinical, that's a it's a huge problem against a team like this. So obviously, I think everybody in Orlando is hoping that we can see that same strength of a side, but with the finishing on top of that i think we we know that the team is capable of that it's just a matter of what's actually going to happen and i I think it's going to be man it's gonna be a great game no for sure i I think i think uh, kyle hit it there i mean we could probably see a really really great game tomorrow or one of the best orlando city games we've seen probably since what the the red bull uh open cup semifinal match because um, there's a lot on the line obviously there's a lot on the line you're talking about champions league the the possibility to advance to the quarterfinals it's well i mean obviously more competition for already 
complex season because there's a lot of games, probably the most games Orlando's played in any calendar year um, ever. Um, so to add more to add more more to that plate, but um, I mean it, it it can go really well. Um, and honestly, if they lose in uh, and this is another question that I ask you guys, if if they lose tomorrow, is it is it the end of the world? I mean, obviously, if Tigres loses tomorrow, we can I can already see the Mexican media newspapers the next day. You know, in an embarrassing. You know, I can see the headline embarrassment or something like that, but. If, oh yeah, if, yeah if Tigers loses, they have a lot to lose. They, they're, they're obviously no Mexican club wants to lose against an American club. We already know what, how that's like. I remember a few years ago when a bunch of MLS teams were knocking out these Mexican clubs in Champions League. But if Orlando City loses tomorrow, is it, is it, a, is it a bad thing? I mean, I think I think that Orlando City is playing with house money at this point. When they got the draw of Tigres, I think most people were saying, "Oh well, uh, at least we're there." But then Orlando went out, got that nil-nil result in Mexico, in Monterrey, and people started saying, okay, well, now there's an opportunity. There is a pathway to a win. But I still say that Orlando's playing with house money at this point. Like, they are not favored to win. If they win, it is gravy. If they don't, I don't think that people are going to be, like, too upset about it based on the predetermined expectations I think even if they game. got shellacked five nothing, yeah, it definitely it wouldn't like have well, I mean, a negative the, impact. But again, the expectation, like when we were doing the preview show for the first Tigres game, what were you and Brad saying the score was going to be? Two nothing, two three nothing. nothing. Yeah. yeah, I called a nil nil draw, and again, you know, I think majority of people's expectations were probably you know lose two nothing, three nothing, or something like that, but. You know, considering the way that Orlando City has been designed as a team to play in a defensive mindset, especially early in the season, I think it plays into a good, advantageous position for them to get a result. Oh, yeah. The biggest question is: is can they score goals when presented the opportunity? And that was the question heading into DC. Duncan McGuire scored. Duncan looked good. So. Duncan looked he good. Did. I mean, I know we already talked about DC United, but I mean, I think there was a silver. There has to be a silver lining in that game, because I, I had my doubts on Duncan, uh, and I, and I and I mean, Austin knows this. I've, I've I've probably told you this probably three times at the stadium and during trainings, uh, and and I'll say it here on, on air so our, our listeners can can you know know that I'm transparent with with the with the listeners and readers. But I, and and Austin can attest to this. I, I would tell Austin, uh, Duncan looks a little bit raw, and. And I mean, he did look. He he still does look a little raw, but he he was impressive in that DC United game. And if there's any silver lining that came out of that, was that, you know what? If I'm Oscar, I I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'll play him against Tigres, but I I have a guy I can count on now. Um, Charlotte perhaps, or I can just I can I have a guy that I can build off build on, and it's gonna mm. and, and and that's a, that's a good thing. Because you have Urchan Kara, obviously your your DP striker that you you're banking a lot on, but then you have Ramiro Enrique with unclear uh, injuries that's happening in. But now you have a third string striker that can compete for your second spot or even your first spot because he looked he looked pretty good in that DC United game, and even if things go bad tomorrow, if Orlando gets shellacked as as, as as Gavin said, then Orlando will just shellac Charlotte the following weekend with Duncan McGuire scoring a hat trick. 
Yeah, the winless oh, they, you've heard it here, Charlotte you've, FC. You've heard it here, folks. First on the Orlando Soccer Show, Mike Ramajo's bold prediction, Duncan McGuire hat trick against Charlotte. There you go. It's, <laughs> I, I lo- do it's think locked that, in. There is no better time for Duncan McGuire to break out than against Tigris oh, and CONCACAF Champions I mean, I, That is That's the time. I mean, I, here's, the, here's the thing. Before, before you say anything mike i just want to bring this up because ramiro enrique started that first game against tigres and had to come out at halftime due to injury obviously away from home pressing the back line is is a thing that oscar wanted so they weren't too comfortable in the back and you weren't defending you know basically the entire game and had like 11 players behind the ball every striker that orlando city has brings something different to the table urchon cara is not necessarily that pressing striker and I think that against Tigres, you want somebody who can press the back line. If Ramiro is unable to go, based on the injury that he suffered in that first game against Tigres, and Urchon is not necessarily the guy you want in the early part of the game, they may end up going with Duncan McGuire simply because he's the guy for that moment. And And at this rate, Duncan has shown that he can be relied upon in those pressure situations and he has scored a goal and i think oscar and a lot of people out there in the mls uh verse they pretty highly rate duncan mcguire based on his college form and now that he's shown it in his professional form i wouldn't put it out of the question for him to play against egress and maybe start uh, i mean yes and no i mean i mean that that's a good point it's, it's a good argument i mean and it's a, it's a, obviously a decision is going to come to have to come down to to Oscar making it. Obviously, if Duncan does get the start, it shows that Oscar has a lot of faith in the kid, and uh, he's hoping he can tap more into that potential. Heck, if he he, if he does start in and is able to be very very um, dangerous in that final third, then obviously and is effective. Then yeah, Oscar did a good job. But then I don't know. Yeah, I, I looking at the other side. I mean, you, you, you're looking at Erchan Caro, who really hasn't gotten that much playing time this season. He does have continental experience playing in, in what, Europa League, he said. Um, I'm not sure if you want to bank on that experience. But, yeah, you do also have to take into consideration that Caro really isn't complementing with the system that Oscar has right now. Um, it's, I mean, it's probably a gamble that Oscar's going to have to take. Um Again, with 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 Urchan, the the biggest thing with him is that it's not necessarily the system, and and yeah, you could argue the system, but I think it's on a game by game basis on where he fits best. Because depending on how the other team plays, sometimes it's more beneficial to have the big six foot three Urchan Kara in the game rather than a five foot nine striker up front like Ramiro Enrique. It just depends on the situation, and. You know, I, I know fans don't like to hear this. They're pretty negative on Urchon right now, but he is their best goal scorer. Like statistically speaking, he was their top goal scorer last year. And whether you like it or not, right now, he is still their best goal scorer. And he he feels a lot more comfortable having talked to him. He feels a lot more comfortable with an MLS and kind of the way things go now. It's just about gaining that momentum with the rest of the attack now because of Martino Heda is new. He plays a different style than uh, Mauricio Pereira in terms of the attack. So I think that 
all in all, I think that there's there's going to be some curve, learning curve in that, but give it time, and maybe you'll start seeing the fruits of the uh, the trainings come to light. Your, your thought, uh, thoughts on Dogger Doggerdon Tharhalsen? I mean, I thought he was great. I, mean, I thought he was I, fantastic. I think, I think he's finally finding his element. Obviously, he he had his first start what last weekend, and then he played against Cincinnati. You saw moments in that Cincinnati game when he came in that okay he can do it and then in that DC United game that guy was just bossing that midfield um, just the way he was able to to yeah. win challenges win balls find pockets of space I mean I, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he if he has some involvement in that Tigers game because uh, he definitely has that that, that 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 grit that you want from your your your, your midfielders Usually, you're ones that, yeah, if, that are, are cleaning yeah, up those, uh, putting out those fires out there. Yeah, he, I, again, I thought um, he was he was fantastic. I thought he played the ball really well. He was very active on both sides. Yeah, again, they've talked about him being the Swiss Army knife of the team. I think he's just kind of your plug and play guy wherever you need him. And um, I don't know if he starts, but I think he does definitely have an involvement in that Tigers game. Yeah, he. I think we all picked um, before the season. We all picked either Michael Holiday or Duncan, mostly to be our breakout player of the year. But I think so far, if you look at, he's played. He's basically played almost all of the MLS games. He has probably been the breakout player. I think so mm. far. I mean, he was maybe you could say the best player on the field. I mean, who scored had him rated the highest of all Orlando City players uh, against DC United. I mean, his stats, I mean, this guy is such a workhorse. He's all over the field. You know, he puts in such an effort. Um, I mean, yeah, I, and he's looking more comfortable by the game. I've, I've been really impressed by him. I mean, when he first signed, he kind of looked at him with um, like the depth that they had in the midfield. And you say like, he, he's probably not going to, you know, who's, who's going to see him playing much, but the, he's had the opportunities because of Champions League. He has had his opportunities and he's grabbed them pretty well. And I think we're going to see definitely a lot more of him. And I'm excited to see what he, more he brings to the table this year. Absolutely. All right, guys, we need to to wrap it up. So predictions. What's the what's your scoreline for Orlando versus Tigres? One nil Orlando. Oof. Okay. Mike. Um. <laughs> I'm just gonna make it very, very. Um, I mean, I think it's gonna go. It's gonna come down to the wire. Um, I think Orlando is gonna put up a fight. I think it's gonna be a dog fight. I think both teams are gonna mm-hmm. come out swinging. I'm, I'm. You, I, I don't know if you guys can tell. I'm building up my 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 prediction. I, I, just, <laughs> just get it out there. Get it out there. Come I, on. I think it's gonna be a dog fight. Um, you know, whoever smells blood first is gonna go for the kill. Um, we're talking about tigers versus lions, right? <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think it's gonna be a two one. <laughs> I think it's gonna two be, one uh, two uh, Orlando. I think Orlando can okay. win two one. They're gonna the the obviously if there there's a lot of tickets already sold. I think it's gonna be ne- almost. I don't want to say it's gonna be a sellout game, but nearly a sellout. But I, I, the, the team's gonna have to feed into that. Um, obviously, the fact that both teams are gonna go out there swing. Um, I think. Tigres goes and and I'm gonna even break down that two one. I think Tigres is gonna score first. Is gonna add that pressure to Orlando. Orlando's gonna equalize. Obviously, that one one draw is not gonna favor them at all, and they're gonna they're gonna squeak in an ugly second goal to to win it. Okay. Gavin. So I think this goes to penalties. Oh wow. <laughs> I think Gavin, Orlando I, I, wins, but I Gavin, agree. I gotta work the but, next day. 
(laughs) (laughs) But I agree with what you're saying. Both of these teams, especially Tigres, they're going to come out and they're going to want a goal right off the bat. And if Orlando can, the longer they can hold them off, the longer Orlando can keep that game scoreless, I think the better their chance is going to get throughout the night. And I definitely think they're going to come out on top in this one. I mean, not to sound like we're all hyping up Orlando because we all obviously want this to happen, but I, I, that crowd and the players are going to feed off every piece of it, all 25,000 or whatever it ends up being. Okay, fair enough. I'm going uh, one nothing Oscar Pereja special. And that was, by the way, I haven't published the quote, but um, Robin Yetson is pleading. He said, you know, and I asked him, I said, oh, you know, how hungry are you guys? And he said, we need everybody to pack out Exploria Stadium for us to be there, uh, for us to, to get this done on Wednesday. There you so, go. Take Robin's from Robin, word from, from, from Robin Janssen's uh, mouth to your ears, I guess. Uh, show up and show out. Uh, with that, thanks for tuning in to another uh, edition of the Orlando Soccer Show. We'll be back to break down the game. Uh, as well as the preview for their weekend game because there's another game this week. So uh, for Mike Gramajo, Kyle Foley, and Gavin Eubank, I'm Austin David. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. See you guys.